You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 31st of May. I'm Paul Ward from our Customer Treasury Unit and I'm joined this week by AIB's economist Daniel Noonan to discuss recent developments on the financial markets and we'll give particular focus on the improving market sentiment and the impact that this is having on the main currency pairs. And we'll also try and get an opportunity to talk a little bit about the ECB uh, and that very important meeting next week. Uh, Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Paul. Uh, It's been two weeks since our last update, and a lot has happened over those two weeks, Dan. Uh, Two things that stick out to me is the the petering out of the US dollar rally that we've seen. And the second thing would be obviously the improvement in market sentiment after a fairly gloomy period. Can you give us your thoughts in relation to both? Yeah, so I'd agree with you there, Paul. They are the two big developments that we've seen on financial markets recently. Uh, you know, starting with the improvement in risk appetite. Last week, the S&P recorded its first weekly gain in eight weeks. It was up by over 6%. But in Europe, the Euro stocks 50 was up by 4%. What has to be said, though, that the economic fundamentals remain the same. They remain quite gloomy. Uh, we're in a period where central banks are tightening policy or mm. preparing to tighten policy yeah. uh, to try and tame very elevated levels of inflation. But at the same time, the global growth outlook is expected to slow, uh, with large amounts of uncertainty and downside risk still plentiful most notably from the war in Ukraine. So overall, I would characterize the increase in risk appetite last week as being driven by sentiment and psychological factors rather than any major change in the economic fundamentals or backdrop. So on that then, Dan, I mean, in terms of, say, interest rate expectations, say for the Fed for first, has anything changed then in relation to what we still expect to happen this year? Well, yeah, I suppose. So you mentioned it in your introduction, you know, the other big thing that we've seen on financial markets over the last number of weeks has been the dollar impact. Yeah. And, you know, the improvement in risk appetite has coincided with the dollar rally p- petering out, as you mentioned. Mm. You know, there are, yeah. there are two other related factors that have also uh, behind the recent change in the dollar's fortunes. And one of them has been uh, the fact that we've reached, I suppose, peak inflation in the US. Okay. And the fact that this may have uh, seen us reach peak hawkishness in terms of monetary policy from the Fed also. Right. Okay. So... Because I'm right in thinking, Dan, there's, there's still 50 basis points expected in June and July for the Fed. That's correct. What, what's For the rest of the year, what's, what, what also is expected, I suppose? And, and when can we expect maybe to see those other increases? Yeah, so as you mentioned there, you know, the next two meetings, we are going to see 50 basis point rate hikes. Okay. Uh, that's already priced in by markets, and that's what the Fed's currently guiding. Then for the remainder of the year, what's likely to happen and what's currently priced in by markets is a further 75 basis points. So okay. a total of 175 basis points is priced in for between now and the end of the year. And okay. what this is consistent with is, you know, those two fifty basis point rate hikes in June and July, and then three smaller 25 basis points rate hikes at the three remaining meetings yeah. in September, November, and December of this year. Uh, but as you've mentioned, you know, this is already priced in by markets. Yeah. And, and and that hasn't changed over the last couple of weeks, Dan. No, that's kind of has remained. This has remained the same. Yeah. Grand. And then if I bring, bring us back across the um, the Atlantic for one second, Dan, and obviously, look, this highly anticipated meeting of the ECB for the, for the 9th of, of June, and, and maybe I'm probably overstating it because there's maybe so much has already been talked about it. Um, recent sounds from the ECB is that, look, it's all about normalizing rates. And what I mean by that is probably getting rates back to zero. However, the market still seems to be pricing in a total of 100 base points increases for 2022. So there's a bit of a gap probably between where maybe the ECB expects us to go versus what the market still anticipates. So which of the two scenarios is more likely to play out, can I ask? Yeah, so you're right. There is a disconnect now between the market and the ECB. And this has been in place for quite a while. Um, What's likely to happen and what's been, I suppose, laid out by the ECB in recent communications 
is that, as you mentioned, they're on a path towards normalizing policy. Yeah. So in a blog post released last week, uh, President Lagarde uh, indicated that she expects net asset purchases uh, to end very early in Q3 okay. to allow the ECB to raise rates by 25 basis points at its July meeting and to exit negative interest rates at the end of the third quarter. Okay. So essentially two 25 basis points yeah. rate hikes at July and September following that crucial ECB meeting in June, as you've already mentioned. Okay. And, and tell me, Dan, um, why is the market not more in line with that? Like, what, what, Why is that difference still existing between expectations of the market versus what the ECB have indicated what they might do? Yeah. So although there is a consensus or there appears to be a consensus forming on the Governing Council uh, that the ECB will move towards normalising rates mm. and the ECB is, you know, emphasising that there'll be gradual, flexible and maintain optionality yeah. in, in increasing rates. And this may see, you know, as they mentioned, 50 basis points in Q3 and you may get one more rate hike uh, later in the year. Okay. Our own view is that the 100 basis points priced in by markets is still, you know, overpriced. Okay. Uh, you'd be very hard pushed to see that uh, brought into play this year. But certainly the direction is clear. It's towards normalising rates. It is going to be rate increases, although you may not get the full extent of the 100 basis points. Yeah, and also I suppose, Dan, it's fair to say that like if, if, if growth... If we start seeing impact on growth over the next number of quarters, well, then that obviously may may also change what happens next in relation to interest rates. Yes, and yeah. that's the, the crucial factor. You know, there yeah. are a number of headwinds facing the eurozone economy, and it's much more exposed, in particular, to the war in Ukraine and the impact that that's having on yeah. the global economy. I can just ask you one question in relation to inflation as well, Dan. So, in terms of recent evidence, has it become more broad based? Because I know a lot of the discussions that we've had, or myself and John have had here is that an awful lot of the focus has been on the, say, the energy side of things or um, et cetera. Do you know what I mean? But is that inflation now become more broad-based? Is there any evidence of that? Uh, so there's, I suppose, conflicting signs on the inflation part. You know, okay. We've seen in the US that inflation may have peaked, uh, whereas in the Eurozone, the path is expected to be continued higher. Okay. A flash HICP inflation is due this week. Uh, that's expected to show inflation headline rate going to 7.7% from mm. a record 7.5%. But interestingly, the ex-food and energy rate is actually expected to inch lower okay. uh, to 3.8% from 3.9%. So we are seeing a divergence there, I, I suppose, yeah. in, in both those rates. Um, and while you know, energy inflation has been a key topic, it's also important to look at food inflation at the moment. We've seen recent headlines come out you know, that uh, wheat prices are at record highs. They're about 60% year-to-date and mm. the impact that this is having. And this is likely to feed through in the next couple of months as well also. So it's, it's still something that we need to keep an eye on and keep watching. Uh, yeah. And there are diverging signs in the trends there. And, and just so I have a right, Dan, the ECB meeting, it's next Thursday, yeah. as in the, the 9th of June. Thursday, right? the 9th of June, yeah, yeah that's very good. Uh, finally, Dan, I just want to move on to, to Sterling, obviously our, our friends across the water. Um, very tight trading ranges for the last period of time, uh, well, nearly as long as I can remember. Um Anything of interest in relation to what's going on with the UK or can we expect anything to change in relation to that trading range, do you think? Yeah, so that trading range, you know, your sterling, it's been between about 82 to 86p year mm. to date. Yeah. Um, there are numerous headwinds facing both economies, but more, partic- more, I suppose, focused on the UK economy. Yeah. You know, the latest monetary policy report from uh, the Bank of England was quite gloomy. They had uh, growth slowing, particularly next year. They had growth contracting by 0.25%. Um so you know there are could, could you see could you see then the, the 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 trading range being tested as in euro strength getting both back above 86p yeah with the the ecb i suppose raising rates in the second half of the year you yeah. know we could see some euro strength uh, and that could push the pair up into the upper half of you know that 83 to 
86p range yeah or maybe even up to 87 to 88p before you. year end yeah very good okay dan many thanks for the update and a big thanks to our customers colleagues and listeners for joining us on this week's podcast to stay up to date with the latest market developments please subscribe to AAB's market talk wherever you get your podcasts many thanks thanks for listening to the latest edition of aib market talk allied irish banks plc is regulated by the central bank of ireland AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.